What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. First off, I, I just want to say I want to get back to, you know, gaming for a week. I know many of you guys have reached out through the website, through social media. You guys have really been enjoying like the political ones with so much stuff going on, such as the Roe v. Wade, such as the, you know, gun control and all, you know, all that stuff that involves guns. And thank you for the feedback on that. But I want to get back to gaming as much as I can talk about politics every single week or day or whatever. Uh, I don't want it to become what this show is based around, you know, this is based around more gaming and streaming. So, you know, there, there was a report that came out from Streamlabs. Um, you know, the quarter one, 2022 live streaming report has come out, uh, last month. If you guys haven't seen, it, I'm gonna go through that article here. There's a lot of interesting numbers here, but, uh, we'll get back to other things. If you guys want to hear a topic, make sure you guys reach out to me. You guys can always go to my website, Glock nine show.com. You know, it's G L O C K N nine N E S H O W.com. There's a contact me section. You can find me on all social medias. There's a topic you want to hear. We'll get back to it. Um, but I wanted to get into this because there's a lot of interesting things going on with like the, the you know, what I still say, the pandemic's not happening anymore. Everything's pretty much opened up. They can keep trying to bring it back. It's not happening. No one's buying into it anymore. Don't even get me started on monkeypox and, you know, just take the K out of monkey and you'll know what it's about. But um, with things going back to normal and people going on vacations, people traveling, people going out on Friday nights again, the numbers have actually, um, you know, started to flip a little bit uh, in a different direction. So this is a article from Streamlabs. You guys can find it on Streamlabs.com if you guys want to read it. Uh, it's the quarterly report for quarter one. So January through March numbers are all in. Um, the article reads, the market for live streaming appears to be slowing down. While stats for Twitch are higher than the previous quarter, platforms like YouTube Gaming and Facebook Gaming have seen a slight decrease in viewership. Overall, compared to this time last year, the industry is seeing a decline in hours watched, hours streams, average concurrent viewers, and unique channels. The report attributes the decline in the, you know, to a few factors, such as the COVID-19 pandemic is winding down in many parts of the world, and the people are returning to work and school, which leaves less time for leisure activities such as live streaming. The global economic situation is still uncertain, and many people are cutting back on spending, which includes spending on live streamers uh, or on the platform's uh, currencies. There is a growing number of options for entertainment and gaming, including new live streaming platforms such as Trovo, which has actually been doing pretty good recently, uh, which which is uh, siphoning off some viewers from the established platforms. The question now is whether this is a temporary dip or a start of a more permanent trend. Um, key takeaways from these numbers is all platforms are seeing a declining in growth compared to this time last year. Twitch is the only platform to experience some type of growth compared to the previous quarter. Uh, just chatting is, is Twitch's most watched category since quarter three of 2020. Um, total hours watched across all platforms remain stagnant compared to the previous quarter. Um, they had 8.057 billion hours in quarter four of 2021, and now it's at 8.061, so not a huge difference in quarter one. Um, year over year, the total hours watched across all platforms decreased by 8% uh, watched. Uh, 8.77 billion hours were watched in quarter one of 2021. So getting into this little graph that they have, I'm going to try to read, you know, put this picture in your guys' head as I see it in front of me. So first you have, um, so total hours watched. Twitch has 76%. YouTube gaming has 14%. And Facebook gaming has 10%. So now, obviously Twitch, I think will never stop being the top dog. Um, but Twitch has, in total hours watched, uh, 
billion hours hours watched. YouTube Gaming has 1.13 billion hours watched, and Facebook only has 803 million hours watched. Now, when it comes to total hours streamed, this is how many hours were streamed among all viewers. In quarter one, you had 229 million hours streamed on Twitch. So Twitch had 91.5% of all hours streamed. Facebook Gaming only had 5%, and YouTube Gaming had 3.5%. So again, Twitch had 229 million total hours streamed. YouTube only had 8.67 million hours streamed, and Facebook had actually 12.5 million hours streamed. So when you're looking at the numbers, obviously, you know, Twitch, you know, when you look at the difference between 6.13 billion hours watched out of 229 million hours streamed, that's a huge difference compared to YouTube had only 8.6 million hours streamed, but only, or, or, but 1.13 billion hours watched. Now, Facebook Gaming only had, you know, had more hours streamed than, than YouTube, but they only had 803 million hours watched. Now, what does that tell you is, number one, when I look at these numbers, I'm seeing Facebook Gaming has way more streamers than there are viewers uh, compared to the other, the other platforms. Um, Twitch obviously has always had the most streamers, uh, but they also still have the most viewers as well. YouTube gaming, even though we've seen a lot of pro streamers go over there and switch over to that platform, you're not seeing a huge increase to the platform like everyone was expecting. Obviously, you still have uh, more people going over there or restreaming to it and trying the platform out, but it's still not getting the viewers that you need. Um, you're not getting the viewers that you need because number one, I've, I've explained this about you know why I stopped doing YouTube and. YouTube is such a hard market to make it in. Just like people always ask me why I don't put my my podcast on YouTube. Um, I've been you know continue you know continuously wanting to like do video for the podcast, but it's like it's so hard. You're, you know, it's it's not exactly hard for me to record a podcast that's audio only and send it to like you know fifty different platforms with with, with one click. But like with YouTube, having to do you know, the hashtags and the description and the video quality and the chapters. And, and it, there's so much that goes into it where my time has already been so limited uh, with everything going on in my personal life. We're taking on trying to make it video and edit videos and graphics. And it, it's, it's way too much work for me to take on myself. So people don't realize YouTube is also the number one, you know, video stream platform in the world they take on billions of hours you know pretty much in a day with how many people use youtube it's hard enough to watch vods or watch like gaming content on youtube or get your content seen it's even harder to get your live stream seen so people are realizing youtube it may it may be doing a lot of great things but it's just the discoverability is very has always been very hard not just for your videos but also for your live streams people are realizing that so um, the top esports that were watched uh, on here, you you know, they have LCK, which um, it's a uh, League of Legends tournament, and then you had the uh, European Championship for League of Legends, which uh, was number two, and then you had the ESL Intel Extreme Masters for Counter Strike, and the numbers are actually pretty interesting. So League of Legends had an LCK forty four point two million hours watched. The European Championship had 28.6 million hours watched, and CS:GO still had 25.2 million hours watched during the during ESL, which is actually pretty 
pretty insane, you know, to um to look at. Um, you know, top publishers watched in quarter one were Riot Games, which obviously were Valorant, and then you had Rockstar Games for GTA, which is um uh, Rock, you know, Rockstar Games for for Grand Theft Auto. Then you had like in third place was T2, which is like another variation of like Rockstar 2K and games like that. So it's like another variation of Grand Theft Auto, but. The top categories watched in quarter one were just chatting, which just chatting has become one of the main things to do on stream. And, you know, it's, I've talked about it before where people are still trying to do like reaction streams and like, they just sit there and that, and you know what? I do it sometimes too. I don't mean, I don't do, do full on streams of just chatting where I'm, you know, but some of my best moments come when you're just sitting there vibing with chat, talking to them, telling stories, um, you know, some people may tell you to look at this YouTube video, you'll watch it. So I, I'm not trying to hate on it. You know, it's, it's, it's the people that literally go live every day and react to other streamers or react to YouTube. And like, that's your live streaming content. It's like, it's kind of, kind of lazy in my opinion, but the, you know, just chatting is just the easiest, you know, now they implemented that category when you're in between games or if you're like, Taking a break, let's say you're raging at a game, like this is basically what happens to me is I'll rage at Apex or something like that. And then I'll switch my stream to just chatting. I'll sit there for like an hour and it's honestly it brings me back down from my rage induced uh my rage induced uh, uh you know video game time. So just chatting sometimes is very nice to have to just conversate with people in your chat. But the number two most viewed, so just chatting was eight hundred and eight million hours watched. Grand Theft Auto was 534 million hours watched, which is, you know, they're killing it with this role-playing stuff, man. There's some really good content out there. Um, I'm really, I really want them to come out with a new Grand Theft Auto game and, you know, brand new graphics, brand new storyline, and then get some RP in there. I think it'd be a, 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 just a smash hit if they came out with a new Grand Theft Auto. Um, and then third place was League of Legends with 517 million hours watched, so... Not really surprising seeing just chatting, Grand Theft Auto, and League of Legends. Um, many people were asking about Warzone and like Call of Duty. That that has dropped out the category quite a bit. Um, Apex has dropped off quite a bit. I think people were kind of like right now over the battle royales at the moment. People are playing different stuff. Uh, you you know you had El, you know um, Elden Ring come in. You had other games like that come in. So. Uh, you know, obviously role play with Grand Theft Auto and, and, you know, League of Legends has always been a popular game, especially for streaming. So it's not really surprising there, but the article goes on and it says Twitch has seen its first uptick in hours watched since quarter two of 2021 while pinpointing the exact cause of this growth is difficult. It's worth noting that the platform is making a number of changes designed to appeal to a wider range of viewers. For example, in a new update, Twitch streaming returned to the Xbox dashboard. In addition, the launch of the Amazon Luna also includes a Twitch inter integration allowing a native support for one-click broadcasting. While it's impossible to say how much of an impact this had on Twitch's recent growth, it's certainly possible that some people using these services switched back to Twitch or started streaming for the first time. With more recent high-profile events like uh, QT Cinderella's record-breaking streamer awards and Twitch rivals Fortnite Streamer Bowl 3 have also helped boost the platform's popularity. Uh, lastly, the streaming community has rallied in support of Ukraine. Uh, with many popular streamers doing charity streams to raise money for aid and relief in Ukraine. Uh, Streamlabs and leading providers of tools and features of streamers and content creators has also helped raise over $1 million for the people of Ukraine. 
uh, through its funding platform, Streamlabs Charity. Looking ahead, it's hard to say for sure if Twitch will continue to grow given the industry's overall downward trend. However, it does seem likely that the platform will remain strong as more and more content creators continue to join the streaming community. Now I'm going to stop right here for a second before we get to these little graphs and, you know, for, uh, of watch time and, and watch hours. But I think Twitch will always be one of the top dogs for the main reason being it's just the easiest platform to kind of learn. It's, it's the easiest platform uh, for your viewers to subscribe, to gift subs, to donate. It just makes everything much more simpler for the streamer. Um, you know, I've been all over the place. I've talked about it millions of times. Uh, it's... You know, Facebook, Facebook is kind of hard to navigate when you're learning your way around. I know a lot of people like to say it's pretty easy, but like, these are people that already have it figured out. When you're a brand new streamer and you're trying to figure out Facebook gaming, I don't know how many people I had to help out when they went over there. They were so confused how to work their dashboard. They were so confused how to set up thumbnails on their live videos. It's, it's, it's kind of confusing. Um, you know, Trovo is pretty easy. You just need a stream key and you go. Uh, YouTube gaming is kind of the same way. You, 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 you know, if you use Streamlabs OBS, which is like a CPU hog, but if you have like two PCs, it's really easy just to log into your YouTube and stream right to your YouTube page. Um, as for streaming off of like OBS, you just need a stream key. It's not very hard, but, um, when it comes to integrations and apps and like, you know, uh, commands in chat, Twitch is just super easy. Everyone has the integration already down for them. So you know, if you're looking for someone to start somewhere to start streaming, Twitch has always been the easiest choice to go with. So I don't see many people trying to go away from them, and I don't see anyone trying to that's going to take over Twitch anytime soon. Now, getting into some of these key points of the total watch hours, it says viewers watch six six point thirteen billion hours of live streams on Twitch in quarter one, which is a seven point five percent increase from the five point seven billion hours in quarter four of twenty twenty one. Year-over-year, year, hours watched declined by 3.3% from 6.3 billion hours in quarter one of 2021. Uh, Twitch represents 76% of the market share for hours watched compared to YouTube gaming and Facebook gaming. Now, when it comes to total hours streamed, Twitch streamers broadcasted 229 million hours of live streams in quarter one, which is a 12% increase from quarter four of 2021. Year over year, hours streamed on platform uh, on the platform declined 13.6% uh, from the 265 million hours in quarter one of 2021. Now, Twitch represents 91.5% of the market share of hours streamed compared to YouTube gaming and Facebook gaming. So again, going back to the thing is, I don't see how those numbers can change significantly enough to where you know the other two biggest platforms will overtake Twitch. I, I you know. It would take a massive thing to have, you know, somebody else overtake Twitch at this moment. Uh, when it comes to unique channels, Twitch had 10.9 million unique channels streaming in quarter one, which is a 14.7% increase uh, from their 9.5 million in quarter four 2021. So that means that means there's been about a million, a, a million and a half more streamers that have come out of nowhere and decided to stream for the first time on their channel, um, or at least one time in quarter one. So you, you're seeing, again, with live streaming continuing to get more mainstream, whether it be cooking, whether it be gaming, whether it be podcasting, no matter what it is you do on Twitch, people are coming to live streaming and figuring out what it is and getting trying to hop on board. So you, again, the, the saturated you know platforms are just getting more saturated. 
So it says year over year, unique channels on the platform declined 12.8% from 12.5 million channels in quarter uh, quarter one. So it went down. It went down from 12.5 million in, in in the beginning of 2021 to um, 2022. It went from 12.5 million to 10.9 million. But you're seeing an increase. Um, you're seeing an increase from the end of 2021 to the beginning of 2022. So um, it's down from a year ago, but it's it's up in the sense of last quarter. So uh, platform average concurrent viewership: uh, an average of 2.8 million concurrent viewers watched Twitch in quarter one, which is a 7.7 percent increase from quarter four 2021. Uh, from quarter one 2021 to 2022. Um, there's been a decrease of 3.4%. So again, you're seeing a little bit of a difference here, but you know, with how many, you got to think about how many new channels we just mentioned. But if you have a bunch of new channels that have zero viewers on there, of course the numbers are going to be down. So uh, when it comes to YouTube gaming, it says YouTube gaming has experienced its lowest numbers of hours watched since quarter one of 2020. While we've seen this downward trend across all live stream platforms, this decrease may be partially attributed to the loss of Ryan Wyatt. Uh, YouTube's head of gaming. Three months ago, Ryan announced he'll enter the Web3 space as the CEO of Polygon Technology Studios. While we can't say for sure, it's possible that this change in leadership contributed to YouTube gaming's decline in quarter one. That's not to say the platform isn't innovating. In February, YouTube announced its commitment to the metaverse in a blog post. The, co the company briefly explained they are looking to bring more immersive experiences to gaming. Quote, the first area in which you can expect to see an impact in gaming where we'll work to bring more interactions to games and make them feel more alive. It's still in early days, but we're excited to see how we can turn these virtual worlds into a reality for viewers. Uh, end quote. Exactly how this might might tie into live streaming gaming um, community remains to be seen, but it's clear that YouTube is looking to immerse, uh, immersive experiences that could potentially draw in new viewers in the future. Furthermore, YouTube Gaming is working hard to maintain its position as a top destination for gamers. In recent months, the platform has made numbered, uh, a number of moves to attract and retain top streamers. Additionally, major streamers reaffirmed their commitment to YouTube Gaming. In May, popular streamer Valkyrie uh, re-signed with YouTube, signaling a vote of confidence in the platform. These moves show that YouTube Gaming is serious about being a leader in the streaming space. So now my opinion on that is I, I see what they're doing. They're kind of pulling a move where... They're trying to go after top streamers that have their contracts coming up. They grabbed Tim the Tapman. They grabbed Dr. Lupo. They're re-signing Valkyrie. Um, they're trying to get those big audiences over to YouTube. But it seems like, you know, they're trying to not take over right now. They're trying to gear up for what's coming in the future when they're talking about the whole metaverse thing. I don't like the metaverse. I don't like all that stuff. But um, it's very uh, popular among gamers. It's very popular conversation above streamers that they're looking forward to it. So, um it is something to pay attention to. So uh, I think they're, they're, they're planning a, a later attack at the market than right now. But moving on to Facebook Gaming, um, my former partner platform, and we've had many talks about. Um, it says, uh, it wasn't long ago, Facebook Gaming was the only platform exper experiencing growth. While we are seeing a decrease in watched hours, streamed, and unique channels this quarter, Facebook gaming continues to build new tools and features to attract streamers back to their platform. This should be good. <laughs> According to a spokesperson for the company, quote, live gaming video also continues to be a priority for us. This quarter, we've implemented several imp improvements to how we detect and mitigate 
non-gaming content on our, on our gaming surfaces. We're taking a very proactive approach to limiting the distribution of this kind of content on Facebook gaming. And while this has resulted in a reduction of total reported live watch time, it's an important step to ensure anyone who comes to Facebook gaming is met with the best experience possible. <laughs> Moving on. In February, Facebook Gaming introduced Reels. Between TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram Reels, short-form short video content is exploding in popularity. It's clear Facebook recognizes the, pop, or the opportunity for short videos to boost engagement and drive growth on the platform. Additionally, they expanded streamer fan group access to level up creators. Initially launched in June uh, to partner creators, stream fan, stream fan groups are designed to help Number one, increase engagement and growth, make it easy for fans to connect with the creator while they are live or offline. Number two, improve community communication, connect and discuss specific topics in hashtag organized conversation in rooms. And three, play with others, find and play others uh, with others, group members. So let me just piss off some Facebook gaming creators right here. Number one, um, it's not innovative that you guys went with Facebook shorts. It's, uh, I mean, every other platform has already done shorts and you're just kind of like joining in with it. It's, you already had them on Instagram, you know, TikTok made them blow up. And then, you know, you had YouTube shorts that came out with them. So, you know, that doesn't exactly always help uh, the, the streamers. Um, but when it says like, uh, you know, so the streamer fan, fan groups, we already had groups uh, when you made a, uh, you know, a Facebook page for your, for your uh, streamer profile. Uh, you had subscription groups and, and stuff like that. So we already had groups. You're, you can already make a group. Now they just slapped a little nice little title on there called streamer fan groups. Um, I'm sorry. It's not really going to help you for the main fact of if you go and you look at the numbers of Facebook activity, Facebook is in itself without Facebook gaming. Um, Facebook, Facebook in itself is on a decline. No one really uses Facebook that much anymore. Uh, no one really uses it to go on there and scroll their news feed. No one wants to see the stuff that's on there. We, everyone's already aware of the, um, the algorithm that's on Facebook and how they uh, suppress so many things and they push things in your face. Every time you get on there, they're just trying to get you to buy ads. And every time you get on there, like, you don't even see your friends post. You only see ads. So a lot of people, the usage of Facebook and how many people have disconnected their or, or, dis, or um, basically deleted their Facebook pages is at an all time high for, for people who have uh, got rid of their Facebooks. Their interactions at an all-time low over the last like you know five or ten years. Facebook's in a bad spot in and of itself. Um, and then when they sit there and say, um, wh wh "Where was that quote?" Where it, uh, Facebook gaming's be, be, uh, continued to be um, a priority for us. That's bullcrap because the entire time that I was part of it, they would always tell us that it's a social platform first and a gaming content second. And now they're saying live live video gaming also continues to be a, a, a priority for us. Uh, that's not true. You're just saying that because you're trying to make a couple bucks. <laughs> you're trying to make a couple more bucks about, um, you know, bef before the end of the, uh, the end of Facebook. So if you guys are on Facebook, I mean, you all do what you want, but with how bad Facebook in and of itself is doing, uh, you might want to start restreaming or something like that. That's just my personal opinion. I know, I know some of you guys are still partnering with Facebook. I know, and, you know, I know some people are going to say, I'm just bitter with what happened to me. Um, it's not that it's just the writing on the wall. If all the numbers are down, there's way more streamers than there are viewers. And then Facebook 
the social platform is not doing well uh doesn't that means the facebook gaming platform is not going to be doing very well so it's just it is what it is fact facts are facts and facts don't care about feelings um you know i i thought facebook was great when i first went over there and then I've, I'm not going to get into it. I've talked about it so many times. They just did so many things wrong. There were so many promises not kept. There's just so many things wrong with their algorithms. Um, and now to sit there and say that it's a priority is a, it's a flat out lie. It's a flat out lie. Facebook gaming is not a priority for Facebook. So I'm going to jump into another story that you guys have been sending me. And I'm going to give my thoughts on it. Um, people know where I stand on the subject. But there was a Face Clan member. If you guys know it, Face Clan, one of the most popular esports teams there is. There was a Face Clan member that said, quote, he doesn't support any kind of LGBTQ or anything. Um, so let me explain this to you guys uh, when it comes to this LGBTQ ABC thing. Um you don't have to go along with what everybody else thinks. If you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. Just like you guys saw the um, one of the MLB teams, they were trying to force them to wear a rainbow style logo on their on their jersey, and they and then you know gladly a lot of them spoke up and said, "I'm not going to put that on my jersey because I don't agree with it." Um, again, you don't have to agree with something and hate the people, but you're not going to force me to support something I don't support. So, you know, when people sit there and say that I don't support that, just like they don't support these drag shows that kids are at, and I know we're kind of getting into a political topic, but this involves gaming as well. But, you know, sitting there saying you don't support drag shows, you don't support everyone trying to be transsexual all of a sudden, like it's the new thing, um, doesn't mean that you hate people. It just means that you don't agree. So uh, the article says, Talal Al-Malki recently said on Twitter that he doesn't support any kind of LGBTQ uh, or anything attracting the, the ire of many in the gaming community. Uh, he is also known as, a fa as Phase Virus. The post, which has now been deleted, was made in response to an earlier post by Phase Clan featuring a rainbow flag saying Happy Pride Month. Uh, it said, sending our love to the LGBTQ friends, family, and community. Uh, Phase Clan is an entertainment organization described as a digitally native lifestyle and media platform rooted in gaming and youth culture the group is mostly focused on promoting esports teams in the likes of rainbow six siege valorant for and fortnite phase clan has been valued at well over one billion dollars by leading investment firms the group is currently on the brink of becoming a publicly traded organization surprisingly certain sectors of the community began rallying behind phase virus after this post on twitter sparking a dispute which has been rocking social media platforms like twitter and reddit for several days now Phase Clan has not yet made a, uh, a public statement on the matter, and there has been absolutely no word about the growing controversy from Phase Virus. Phase uh, Clan last made news back in March 2022 after Snoop Dogg joined the organization. Quote, the youth identifies with their brand, and that's something my son Cordell uh, knew, which is why he brought us together, Snoop Dogg said in reference to Cordell uh, Brodus. As, as I've seen, uh, been watching what FaZe Clan has been building in the gaming space, I knew that there was a natural connection with, with what my dad has been doing, Brodus added. Uh, quote, when I look at the two brands, I was inspired by the, the synergy they, they could create, so I brought them together in this partnership. I can't wait for the world to see what we are about to do. Snoop Dogg has not commented on the ongoing controversy of FaZe Virus. So looking at uh, FaZe Virus' Twitter, um, 
The only video he has on there, the only tweet he has on there is from June 4th. He posted a video of, like, Call of Duty um, clip or whatever. And then someone commented back says, You don't have to delete your tweet, brother. We all stand with here with you. And someone said, Who's we? And there's been 94 replies of everyone saying, Me, 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 me. Um, so let me explain something. Again, uh, with, with it being Pride Month, I don't support Pride Month. I don't support... Um, anything like that uh i personally don't believe in trying to um exploit what the, all these companies are doing uh with pride month i mean i personally see when it come i i personally believe when a company changes their logo to the rainbow flag it's it's all for money they're doing it because you know hey look we support you so why don't you buy our product that's the way i look at it um i don't know why we're we we look at certain groups of people and feel like they need to be put on a pedestal or whatever um, you can't sit there and say that they're not accepted in this country and, and all that other stuff um, when you have your own Pride Month and, you know, whatever. But trying to force people to believe what you believe or support what you support, even though it, it goes against what they believe, is the same way as if someone religious were to tell you that you, you know, it's the same way as if someone religious were to tell you you can't support that because it's their religion and you have to follow their religion and you must be sensitive to their religion, which obviously no one cares about about people's religion because you, 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 you piss on it all day long and you shove your beliefs down everybody's throat. So trying, you know, getting mad at somebody for not supporting something, you know, it doesn't make, it's, it's very hypocritical. Like, you know, it's, it's the same way people don't support Christianity, the same way Christianity doesn't support LGBTQ. Um, you know, and obviously phase virus is from Saudi Arabia. I believe looking at his post, he's Muslim. So it's his faith where he believes that is wrong. Um, doesn't mean that he hates you. Doesn't mean, mean that he hates the community. It just it means that he doesn't support it. I don't know how many times I, I'm like a broken record. I have to say that. Everyone believes that if you don't support it 100% that you hate these people, you're a bigot, you're this, you're that, whatever. No, you just not, you're not a supporter of it. That's just, you know, just like sports teams. I'm an Oakland A's fan. I support them. Doesn't mean that I absolutely hate the New York Yankees. Okay, that's a bad example. Um, does it mean that I absolutely hate you know, I'm trying to think of a team I don't hate. <laughs> uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? No, I don't hate them. I just don't support them. It is what it is. They're there. I don't hate them, but it's it's not the team that I root for. The same thing goes. I'm not gay. I don't support it. It doesn't mean I, don't, it doesn't mean I hate them. They just don't have my support. I don't agree with it. It is what it is. You know, so I don't know why it's such a big deal when someone isn't out there putting rainbow flags in their Twitter profile or putting, you know, all all this, you know, political crap in their in their profile. And then they actually come out and say, I don't support it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy is hateful. This guy is a bigot. This guy is, you know, no, you just don't support it. So I don't even see. I know a lot of you guys have messaged me about it, but it, to me personally, it's not a big deal. It is what it is. The guy doesn't support it. It's probably his religion. It's his choice. That's fine. It's not like he went out there. I'm going a little extreme here. It's not like he went out there and said, kill all the gays. You know, now, okay, that I would understand. I would totally understand the backlash. I would totally understand that. 
Because, you know, in certain countries, people don't remember, you know, people, don't for, you know, or easily forget. They think that gays aren't accepted in this country. When we have other countries around the world that literally, if they find out that you're gay, they will handcuff you and throw you off a building. It happens on a regular basis in other countries. It's, it is illegal to be gay. So to sit there and act like you're not accepted in this country is a total lie. It's fabricated and it's political bullcrap. It's not true. You obviously wouldn't have a pride month. Not a Pride Day, not a Pride Week, a Pride Month that is mainly only around for companies that virtue signal and make money off of, uh, you know, whether they actually believe in you or be believe in supporting the cause or whatever. It's literally, I'm sorry, it's literally, you know, like I said, hey, we're supporting you, so come buy our product. That's literally pretty much what it is, in my personal opinion. Um, so, yeah. Uh, as for that, that I mean, there has not been much esports news. The only the only story, honestly, worthy of, um, only thing worthy of, like, no, you know, there was a Fortnite LAN event, and this is you know, it's a very pretty short story. So what happened at this this Fortnite LAN event? This guy named Diego plays. Um, and we watched this live on my stream. Uh, There's not much good video of it, but apparently he was in first place. He was in first place. He was about ready to qualify. And the kids that were in, in last place were basically, from what I'm reading, uh, were stream sniping him and purposely dropping on him to grief him, to kick him out of first place. Well, you know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And Diego went over straight up to him and walked right over and punched him right in the face. And they got into a fight at at the land at Dream at the, at the DreamHack event. And... Um, they literally, they literally started fighting right there at the event. So, you know, Ninja actually had a comment on there, and I and I absolutely agree with what he said. So I'll play the audio for you real fast, and so you hear what Ninja has to say. And uh, the first place guy going into the last game got great, but like one of the last places, so he went over to a station and just started to fight him. The guy in first, or who was about to qualify, went over and beat the shit out of the guy who griefed and. Yeah. Did, did he grieve him intentionally or did he just grieve him like yeah, yeah, no intentionally he was like last place that sounds good to me man what bro what a fucking loser man i dude i dude, i can't what a loser i cannot also, no, like, dude listen bro you hey bro homie hey you play <laughs> stupid games okay you're gonna win stupid prizes all right <laughs> and that that fucking reject thinks that it's cool to ruin the competitive integrity of another player who's who's better than him, performing better than him at a live event, and he's gonna grief him on purpose, bro? That guy is, I mean, listen, I don't ever think, like, you should never beat the shit out of somebody, but, bro, you cannot sit here and tell me that kid didn't ask for it. I mean, and that's kind of what I was saying when we were watching it on stream, is, um, people are so, like, shocked that this kid got up there and put, went over there and fought this other kid, but, like, you sit there and, and, you know, you're at a live event. You're, you're, it's not like you're doing this over like streaming and you guys are like across the country. You're there in person and you obviously have already lost. You're obviously not going to make it and you're purposely ruining, ruining the competitive nature of the game. And you know what? I, I'm, I, again, I, I, I said, I, I'm not a big, you know, person that's for fighting and you know um like i again i grew up around kickboxing mma i'm not a fan of street fights i'm not a fan of fighting but there's times where you do something like that you deserve to get punched in the mouth and doing something like that at a, at a gaming event and you want to ruin someone else's time because you're mad that you lost and and, and everything 
you know what? <laughs> I'll give Diego plays kudos. Um, you know, y- y- he handled it and went over there and you can kind of see a little bit of the video, like, at, like as they're breaking it up pretty much. But from my understanding, from what people were saying, they were at the event. He walked right up to him and got a clean shot right in the mouth, popped him right in the mouth. And they started going at it and it was broken up pretty fast. But other than that, there hasn't been much noteworthy, you know, esports news or live streaming news or, um, any streamer beef going on. It's been really quiet in the gaming space. There's like really no newer games coming out there that are taking the, you know, you know, other than call of duty, modern warfare two coming out. There hasn't been much, um, to actually talk about, which is why I have always said from the beginning, trying to keep a podcast weekly. That's only about gaming news is extremely difficult, which is why I do do weeks there about politics or, or like political things. Um, and this is a podcast ran by you guys to where the more you guys send me, the more I'm going to do a podcast on it. And, you know, I know you guys keep asking me for political stuff and I'll, you know, the only thing I have to say to that is you got to remember, and I said this in the, um, the gun control one I did last week or the, a week or two ago is, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's an election year and a lot of things are very untrue in the news. There's a lot of, uh, virtue signaling going on. There's a lot of, um, quote unquote fake news, um, going on. And there's a lot of stories not being talked about and there's things that are being pushed to the front because there's a narrative behind it for, uh, votes. So it's very hard to talk about politics during this time of the year. Um, but I do see your guys' questions. We will talk about more things. And as always, I am always looking for guests on this show. I know I've been really busy. I gotta get my I, at this time of this recording. I'm trying to get everything set up to get my to get my computers down to Texas, where we're gonna be pumping out more content on live streams. We're gonna be pumping out more content on the podcast and get more guests on here. It's just been a really hectic time for me right now, and I greatly appreciate it, guys. Um, that's it for me today. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure you guys subscribe to the show. We're on all major platforms from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, and many more. If you guys want to help the podcast grow, grow, I can't even speak, um, make sure you guys leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. It's greatly appreciated. But the easiest way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend. Make sure you hit your friends up. Make sure that you, you tell them to listen to an episode you enjoyed. But as always, guys, I appreciate your support. Stay safe. Stay blessed. I'll see you on the next episode.